You're listening to Innovating Smart, stories of sustainability for tomorrow's innovators. Explore all of our stories at innovatingsmart.org. What is smart? Smart is system savvy, managed intelligently, adaptive, regenerative, and trusted. These are our design principles for a sustainable world. Hello, my name is Peter Fitch, and I'm going to be speaking with Richard Raya today, who is the policy director for California Forward, who is working to reform the California state budget process. My name is Richard Raya. I'm the policy director for California Forward. Um, and in a sentence, the innovative thing that we're doing um, is we're attempting to reform the California state budget process. Um, and that's important because we've got a state uh, with a structural deficit, meaning we have a deficit year after year. We're spending more than we're bringing in in terms of revenue. Um, and uh, it's hurting people, it's hurting clients of these safety net programs. Uh, and it's also causing uh, people to lose confidence in their state government. And it's causing businesses to lose confidence in their state government. Uh, so it's important that, uh, that we address all of those issues and, uh, and, and make California uh, the great state, again, that we all believe it can be. Thank you. Um, so then, uh, how did you guys get started with this particular project, or how did you personally get into policy, um, and why is this important to you? So, well, there are, so those are two separate questions. One, how did I get into this? Two, how did California Forward get into it? Right. Um, and they're two, the answers are very different. So, California, let me start with California Forward, because this is the only reason we're having this, this talk is because of California Forward. But California Forward was started by the five largest foundations in California because uh, they could see what I just described. There's a structural deficit, it's hurting clients, there's a loss of confidence across the board in the public as well as in the business sector. Um, and these foundations were, are all about um, safety net programs, they're about social equity, they're about helping those um, who are most in need or most vulnerable. What they found is that their programs were having less and less of an impact because of this deficit that the state is facing year after year after year and just how our budget and our programs are eroding year after year after year. So these foundations are able, not able to help as many people as they want to. And so that's why the organization was started. Um, the reason that I got into this <clears throat> was because uh, I, growing up, my parents were farm workers. And at times my mother was on welfare and I was on Medi-Cal. Um, and I ended up dropping out of public school. But because of our wonderful community college system, I was able to get on track and go to UC Berkeley. So I've kind of lived the California safety net. I've been a part of most of those programs. The only, pro the only uh, major program, state program that I haven't been a part of is the state prison system, and I'm very happy about that. Um, but because I was part of the the, the safety net and because I was able to experience the transformative power that our safety net can have on a person um, 
I decided I wanted to go work for government. So I, I went to work for government when I graduated from Berkeley about, um, oh, about 17 years ago. And I realized once I was in government that uh, because of structural issues, because of the way government was set up, the way the funding was set up, uh, many programs were unable to collaborate. And that's because of these things called categorical funding requirements or categorical reporting requirements. And some people talk about government being in silos, right? And that's exactly what I experienced. I went to work for the social services agency <clears throat> helping vulnerable children. Um, and what I found was that um, sometimes Child Protective Services wouldn't talk to the school district and the school district wouldn't talk to probation and the probation, probation department wouldn't talk to the mental health program. Uh, when in many cases these programs were dealing with the same family, right? And at that time, it was well known that wraparound services would be the best way to help a family or a child. Uh, but because of our funding structures, that wasn't happening. Um, and so that's why I'm in this job now, after being in gov government for close to 15, 16 years now, uh, I knew that I had to help create a structural solution um, not a piecemeal solution. Uh, I was tired of doing workarounds, working around barriers. Uh, I, I feel like you know we're in the 21st century now. We have uh, a lot more uh, technological capacity. Um, instead of working around barriers, we can actually dismantle barriers. I think we're ready as a state. We're at that point, that crisis now, where it's like, okay, wait a minute, we got to redesign this thing. So, so that's that's why I'm here at California. So when uh, CA Ford and California Ford and you saw that these structures weren't working, um, what uh, risks and uh, benefits did you see about trying to uh, create change in just how everything was structured and how it isn't working right now? Well, <clears throat> I think the biggest risk or perhaps the biggest challenge has been how do you talk about something that is so big as the as a hundred billion dollar state budget? Right? How do you talk about how do you how do you simplify that so you can actually talk to the average person about that? Um, and that's been our biggest challenge. Uh, but what we did is uh, we've actually narrowed the conversation down quite a bit to the fact that there are really only three major things that our budget pays for, and that's education health and welfare, and prisons. Um, so most people can understand those things. Um, and what we did is we focused the conversation down to these three major areas that our state general fund pays for. What we realized is that actually those three areas of services are actually a continuum of services. So if you start with education and a person gets a good education, they're more than likely going to get a better job. And if they get a better job, they're probably going to be healthier and there's going to be less poverty and less crime. So if you're successful in one of these areas, you're going to see benefits in another area. And we started to realize that this project really is not only about reforming the budget process, but it's about creating a more intentional state. It's, it's saying, okay, do we want a pipeline? from K through 12 to prisons, or do we want a pipeline from K through 12 to Silicon Valley? Um, and I'm just being simplistic there, but we realize that as a state, we're not recognizing that we have this continuum of services that we're paying for, 
and we're not being intentional about what is the cycle we're trying to create. And so when I talked earlier about a better education leads to a better job, which leads to a healthier population, less poverty and less crime, um, what, what we call that a virtuous cycle. And what we have right now, though, are a lot of what we call vicious cycles, where um, some families are trapped in certain pipelines um, and, and, you know, criminal justice pipelines, right? And what we want to do is interrupt those cycles. We want the state and local communities to be more intentional about, okay, we're providing a continuum of services and our goal should be to actually interrupt these cycles of uh, these vicious cycles and replace them with, the, with the, the, what we call the virtuous cycle. Nice. So what work are, is California Forward doing to help uh, get some of these new <coughs> structures into place, the virtuous cycle? So, um, so in order to do this, we actually have to redesign the relationship between the state and local governments. Um, and that's another big problem is a lot of folks don't understand uh, the relationship between the state and local governments. We've got thousands of different jurisdictions here in the state making it difficult for people to engage. So the first order of business is to clarify roles. Um, and after we clarify roles, uh, we believe then that more authority should move down to the local governments so that they can um, come up with localized, innovative solutions to their local problems. Um, so rather than the current system where the state creates a one-size-fits-all program for every jurisdiction in the state, um, we believe that we actually have to, the state has to give up some of that authority, give up some of that control of programming and some control of funding, move it to the locals and let the locals come up with their solutions. And so the way we're, we're moving forward with that whole concept and this concept, a lot of people probably hear it in the news because uh, Governor Brown is, is working on something very similar. This concept is called realignment. Uh, it's also called, it also has a couple of other names like devolution and moving government closer to the people. Um, so, so that's what we're working on. And what we're proposing is a little more, is a little different from what the governor is proposing at this point um, because we're talking more about more intentionality, more strategy. What are the outcomes we're trying to achieve, and what's our plan to get there? Right? If we're going to move this authority down to the locals, um, we've got to be clear for what reason. And, and so that's where we think we come in. And so to answer your question about um, how are we doing that, we're meeting with leaders around the state. Uh, we're traveling all over the state from Southern California to Northern California. Um, and we're holding what are called <clears throat> uh, stakeholder roundtables. And we've met with hundreds of leaders, uh, from county administrators to mayors to, uh, to council members, uh, to the directors of probation departments, social, uh, uh, social services departments, etc. And what we're doing is we're, 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 we're bouncing these ideas off of these leaders, and then we're taking their feedback to make this proposal even stronger. We've been fortunate that most of these leaders find these ideas to be, um, they, they, are, they agree with these ideas. And the common term that we hear though when we talk to them is the devil is in the details. Um, and, that's, and so that's what we're, that's the stage that we're in right now, is actually working through those details with leaders around the state. But in general, the broad concepts of aligning services to outcomes, having a strategy to get to these outcomes, uh, 
moving authority from the state down to the local communities. Um, those, those concepts are, 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 are uh, well received. Um, on top of that, we're talking also about a regional approach because many of these issues are regional, are on a regional scale. Um, so we're talking about uh, a regional approach and greater use of an existing layer of government right now that is called the Council's, Council of Government. Every region has them. And what we're saying is, hey, uh, why don't we actually come together? Why don't our communities come together on a regional level at the Council of Governments and talk about solutions to these issues of education, employment, poverty, health, crime? Uh, the, the final part of our proposal is, is around consolidation. So um, as California has grown, old jurisdictions may no longer apply. Um, old uh, old uh, agency designs may no longer apply. And we think it's time for us to take a systematic look at, can we consolidate some, some roles, some functions, some jurisdictions um, in recognition of the fact that the state has changed um, dramatically. Um, so yeah, all of those ideas have been well received. Um, so you, you started touching um, on some of the big uh, concepts that you guys want to put in place. Could you just um, try and emphasize those points and uh, make it a little more concise about what exactly you guys hope you can uh, put into place to create this well-structured, um, and organized policy yeah. that you guys were sure. discussing. Okay, so let's see if I can run down this. Uh, uh, it, it is actually very simple. So the first idea is outcomes. The state has to be very clear about the outcomes it's trying to achieve. Um, and as I said earlier, we have the state is already paying for three major service areas, education, health and welfare, and prisons. So all we're saying is, hey state, if you're already paying for these things, you're implying that we're going to be making progress in these areas. Let's be explicit about the progress we're looking for. So we think right off the bat, there are some broad outcomes. Educational success, uh, employment rates, health rates, poverty rates, crime rates, or prison recidivism rates. That's the first part is outcomes. Um, and the state aligning its operations to outcomes and, and having an explicit strategy. How do we intend to reach these, these outcomes that we're targeting? Um, the second part of that is that in order for local governments to help reach those outcomes of better education, more jobs, etc., they're going to need more control of the funding. Right now the state holds most of that funding and controls it, controls the programming. But in order for, for local communities to provide the best solutions, not a one-size-fits-all solution, uh, in order to share resources and not be stuck in silos, they're going to need to have control of that money. So that's the second piece. And that's the realignment piece. <clears throat> the third piece is the state has to give up some of that, has to be willing to give up that power, give up some of that authority, um, and kind of retreat more into a role of, of oversight and technical assistance. So the state can, can, look, can just uh, retreat a little bit and look more at what, whether or not communities are achieving these outcomes that we want to achieve. Um, the fourth piece is we've got to have a regional approach if we're going to affect any of these things because uh, we live and work in regional economies. It's pretty well accepted that that's the situation we're in now. So uh, given that, we've got to have a regional approach. We've got to be explicit about that. And the fifth and final piece of this uh, 
uh, of this proposal is that we consolidate where it makes sense. We look at jurisdictions, we look at roles, and we and we revisit them based on, on on the new on the 21st century, the new world that we're in. There's kind of an underlying piece to this though that is not explicit in each of those five um, proposals, and that is that in order for this new way of governing to work, um, the public has to be involved. So if we're measuring outcomes. The public has to be aware of those outcomes, they have, to be bought, they have to buy into those outcomes, and there has to be transparency about the strategies that government is using to get to those outcomes. Right now, we do not, there's not a lot of transparency, and we think that has a lot to do with why there's such a low uh, voter participation rate, a low civic engagement rate in California. So what we're doing with our whole set of proposals is we think we're creating the tools and an avenue for the public to pay more attention to government and to get more involved in government. Um, and so we're looking at this as almost a reinvigoration of democracy. Um, it's about bringing, it really is about moving government closer to the people, if we want to use a catchphrase, uh, because we're giving people those tools that they need in order to see the logic behind their government um, and to see the strategy behind the government and then to comment on that. Um, and we're looking at models uh, from uh, other places with regard to that. So you may have heard in Brazil there's something called participatory budgeting, um, which has gotten just average community members to come out and participate in the budget making process of their local communities, of their neighborhoods, and they call them neighborhood councils, I believe. Anyway, that's been very successful. And so we're looking at those types of grassroots civic engagement, success stories, to kind of uh, infuse this. So we're pretty excited about that part of this project. It really is about reinvigorating uh, democracy here in California. Okay. Um, so then can you just tell us a little bit about how it's been for you working in this field and being involved in policy and just uh, <coughs> your uh, journey throughout the... Uh, policy field and social work? Well, it's been wonderful for me. I'm a, uh, I'm a fourth generation Californian. Uh, I have family all over the state. Um, and uh, of course, I'm obviously Latino or Mexican American. And uh, growing up, as I told you earlier, I, you know, my parents were farm workers. I, we were on welfare, Medi Cal, I dropped out of school, uh, etc. Um, I've personally experienced the safety nets that are in the state and the transformative power of those safety nets and, um, and, and I want to be a part of, of rebuilding them for the 21st century um, because, I, because I see their power, the power to transform lives. Um, and uh, Latinos in general here in this state, um, and I include uh, some of my family, many of my family among them when I talk about uh, when I when I talk about education and employment and so forth, uh, Latinos have a uh, very high dropout rate in this state, and we we are not uh, preparing or being prepared for uh, for the new economy. And uh, this project is critical uh, not only for the state and the state's economy, but for my own family and for my people. So it's, you know, it's wonderful. It's a blessing for me to be 
sitting where I'm sitting to be able to think about solutions to these problems uh, and to actually have some traction. We're getting traction uh, in Sacramento and around the state. Uh, and um, it's it, much of what we're talking about is not new. There have been small-scale successes around the state, around the country, around the world. What we're trying to do is tie all these small-scale successes, tie them together, bring them up to scale, make them part of the culture of doing business in, in state government. Um, and we just, the sense that we're getting is that the time is right. Um, it's, people are ready for this. Thank you. Um, do you have any other closing thoughts that um, you might want to pass along to any people that are considering getting into policy or social work? You know, one thing that I would say, um, thinking about who's on the Innovating Smart website, um, we're, I'll, I'll say two things. One is that we're, we believe we're creating a more socially just government, but also a more financially sustainable government. It's a win-win, um, because if you're successful, with education and, and employment and so forth, um, you actually not only help people, but you save money because you reduce pressure on the safety net programs, fiscal pressure. That's one thing I wanted to say. So there's, there's, I wanted to tie sustainability into what we're doing. The second thing that I wanted to say is um, we really need more input around technology and data um, and apps and how, what the role that those things can play in a new government, in a new, more transparent government, a new, more data-driven government. Uh, there's so much potential out there uh, that we haven't tapped into at the government level. I mean, we're using archaic information systems that don't talk to each other and that end up hurting clients in the long run because we're not providing wraparound holistic services. Um, so. Uh, I know there's some technology out there that can help us, that can jumpstart much of what we're talking about, and it can be in the hands of the average person. It could be on their smartphone. Um, so that's that's uh, you know that's a leap that we want to make, and we think California is the perfect place to make that leap. So if anybody has any ideas on that, we would love to hear them. Thank you very much for talking with us today. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Richard Raya for talking with us today visit caforward at caforward.org. I am Peter Fitch. This story was produced by myself and by Alex Kawashima, Natalie Forsyth, and Christopher Gonzalez, and directed by Sue Liebeck. Music courtesy of Triplexity, with support from Plant Trust, Preservation of Land for Agriculture Needs, Sustainovation, Business for the World We Share, Silicon Valley Innovation Associates, and Starnet, harnessing the power of partnership. This has been Innovating Smart, bringing you stories of sustainability for tomorrow's innovators. Explore all of our stories at innovatingsmart.org.